everyone. We are back for episode two of Beyond the Miles. And this episode is going to focus on pre-run nutrition and neuroplasticity and how they're actually related. I'm going to hand it over to Margaret and she is going to talk to us about pre-run nutrition. Hey guys. Yeah. So um, pre-run nutrition is a question that I get all the time. Um, and then people don't actually want to change their ways, but I will tell you about all the benefits of eating before you run and fueling your workouts. Um, so like all things nutrition, this is highly individualized and may take some trial and error. If you've never done pre-run pre nutrition, never eaten before a run, it definitely will take some trial, trial and error. Um, so also when you run like the time of day plays a huge a huge role in this so if you're running later in the day my recommendations might be slightly different um, and a little more involved because you will have had several meals uh, by then but for now I'm going to focus just on the early morning runners so a lot of early morning runners I know run on an empty stomach which I'm sure you can gather by now I do not recommend However, if you would just be running an hour or less um, and your run isn't going to be super intense, then I will not fight you on this one. <laughs> but it's good, it's good to train your gut if you're training for a race anyway, because you will be eating before your race. Most likely you should be because you're getting up so early and you're awake for a while. Um, so, yeah, so I do not recommend running in a fasted state. Okay, Margaret. So... As someone who likes to maximize my sleep, sometimes in the morning, I just want to get on my running clothes and my sneakers and head out the door without eating anything. Why is this a bad thing? Why should I not be running in a fasted state? Yeah, so I'm all for maximizing sleep. I, I agree. That's really important. <laughs> um, so let's let's maximize sleep and maximize performance. Um, so studies show that athletes tend to have slower times and poor performance when running in a fasted state. And by fasted state, I just mean waking up and running, um, not necessarily like fasting all day, just just not eating in the morning before you run, because essentially you have fasted all night long. Um, so you want to be using carbs, glucose, glucose is our, our preferred source of energy, um, for runs. So, um, you wake up and you're, if you're not putting any carbs into your body, you're not putting any glucose into your system, then you're going to dip into those glycogen stores. Um, and then also your body's going to have to start relying on, fat and protein from your muscles. Like literally you're taking protein from your muscles for energy to run. So this process is kind of counterproductive. If you're trying to get stronger and get faster and build muscle, <laughs> then you don't want to be using your protein stores. Um, so rather than having carbs readily available for energy, your body is having to work to make energy. And while doing this, you're increasing your risk of injury. So basically, you want to look at your pre and your post run nutrition as fuel and as recovery for your workout, not necessarily as one of your meals for the day. So 
for early morning runners, you, <laughs> I recommend embracing multiple multiple meals, eating multiple meals in the morning. Um, so basically you're eating three meals by the time you're done with breakfast, your pre, your post, and your breakfast. Um, so you have a 30 minute window pre-run um, to, to get in easy to digest carbs. Um, and depending on the person, you can try to get in a little bit of protein too, but your focus is primarily carbs um, and easy to digest, especially before a long run or a hard quality workout. So what do you recommend eating for pre-run fuel? Okay, well, there's an endless options. Um, and this is where trial and error comes in. Um, but I, as far as like GI, your GI goes, um, GI wise, I recommend low fiber carbs and not much protein, um, or fat. So protein supports muscle recovery and is super important. Um, but, but I recommend that mostly for part of your post-run recovery along with a lot of carbs. Um, so yeah, hear me out. Carbs, carbs, carbs. <laughs> um, but yeah, post-run recovery will be a podcast for another day. Um, so, so yeah, I, the easy, easy to digest carbs. So this, this is kind of where, um, a lot of people who are trying to eat healthy are like, wait, you want me to eat white bread or a white bagel instead of a grainy bread um, or white rice instead of brown rice. And I do recommend that, especially pre-run. So because the, the, the grainier variety is going to have more fiber and fiber is slow to digest and it could just cause GI issues. So personally, I like having an apple with a little bit of peanut butter before I run um, or a, a few cashews with an apple. Um, this wouldn't sit well with a lot of my clients. <laughs> um, but bananas, bananas tend to tend to sit better because they have less fiber. Um, and so they're, they're, they just, people tend to digest them more easily. And then a lot of people also don't like to do a lot of, do, to do much fat before it runs. So like the peanut butter. Um, so if you're going to do an apple with peanut butter or a banana with peanut butter, just do a, a small amount of peanut butter. Um, it's slower to digest and this just may not sit well before a run. So in general, aim to get about 30 grams of carbs. Um, if you're not eating at all before a run right now, don't go straight to 30. You can try like a third of a banana or something and, and just work your way up. Um, so, so yeah, so training your gut is a huge topic with, with running. You, you have to start small and just over time gradually build up to eating before you run. I think you have me convinced. So if I'm going to get these 30 grams of carbs and do you have some ideas for what might be good things to eat that have about 30 grams? Yes. So the, the common one is banana, a banana, um, and then graham crackers, low fiber cereal, oatmeal. A lot of people like oatmeal, but then for some it has too much fiber. So that's where trial and error comes into play. Um, an English muffin, maybe with a little bit of jelly, a bagel, like a small one or a half of one, or an applesauce pouch. 
Um, that's an applesauce pouch is an easy one for, for runners who just want to eat something on the go or something really, really quick. So whatever you do, <laughs> don't skip your pre, your pre-workout fuel just to save on calories for later in the day. So when people do this, they tend to just eat more later anyway. And then rather than getting calories in to help them support their run or, and after they run, they get calories in anyway and don't even get the benefit of them for fuel, muscle repair, and recovery. So timing of nutrition is huge. Nutrition plays a really, really, really big role when it comes to performance recovery and injury prevention. So take care of your body by fueling it properly and in turn, helping it to stay injury free. Okay, so if all else fails, I can at least have that applesauce pouch on my way to my run. So no excuses anymore for me. We're going to move into neuroplasticity now, which might not sound like it's very related to nutrition, but actually neuroplasticity is the reason why we are able to reframe our thoughts. It is such an essential feature of our brains. And so as you were listening to Margaret, you may have been thinking to yourself, well, I don't know, you know, how I agree with that, or that sounds different from other things I've heard. And your brain at that moment is confronted with the opportunity to reframe maybe your previous thoughts like, you know, oh, I shouldn't eat before I run because I might have a GI issue. Reframing that would simply be there are foods I can try in small quantities to find out how they work with my GI. So I can ease into this. I can take small steps eating small, low fiber things before I run. That is a great reframe from, I just can't eat before I run. I have GI issues. I feel uncomfortable with this nutrition advice. So starting with those reframes and then, you know, repeating them. So neuroplasticity, what is it? Neuroplasticity is your brain's ability to change and adapt by forming new connections and reorganizing. And it actually occurs throughout the lifespan. So it's not something that like only children or younger people can do. And it is kind of the reason, part of the reason why we survived as a species was being able to adapt and reorganize and in some ways reset over time with new environment and challenges and everything that, you know, human beings have confronted over time. So to make neuroplasticity work for you, it's important to understand that 
your brain can be compared to any other muscle in your body. And you are obviously working your legs hard when you run, but you are also needing to work other parts of your body. You probably do maybe a core workout. Well, doing these reframes is almost like working your brain as a muscle. And so you have to repeat, 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 do their repetitions and be consistent. Okay. So I just listening to this, I need to, um, train my brain to like shorter distances. I, I am all about the endurance, but when you tell me I have to go run like a 5k or something, I will bolt in the other direction. Um, so how long does it take to do this? Well, just like in nutrition, there's no one size fits all answer. And it really depends on some different factors. One of them being how long have you had these thoughts about running short distances? And the longer, you know, that you've had these thoughts and probably the more time it is going to take to change them. However, you know, if you are really consistent and you are doing all these repetitions, then hopefully, you know, it will take less time than if you're less consistent with exercising your brain. Another important concept in all of this to understand is our brain's negativity bias. And what that means is our brains tend to focus on negative things rather than positive. And there's a reason for this. You know, I mentioned before, because of neuroplasticity, we were able to survive as a species because we were able to adapt. Well, a long time ago, you know, we had to run from lions and tigers. And so we had to have that negativity bias and notice all the threats in our environment. And although that's not a productive way to be anymore, and definitely a positivity bias would probably suit most of us much better, our brains just aren't wired that way. So it does take some time and some work to change negative thoughts because they just, they kind of come automatically and it's normal don't judge yourself for it. It's just part of being human. We sometimes need to do updates the same way a computer does. And you can even think of, okay, I'm going to change my nutrition to run better. That is a small update in your brain. So we all know updates, sometimes they take longer, sometimes they take shorter. And there's a lot of factors as to why, but be patient because you will run faster and more productively without injury if you do take the time to let your, your brain kind of update and reset. So this would be a whole nother podcast, but creating awareness around negative thoughts is the first step. And that's what I would encourage you all to do is just pay attention to negative thoughts as they occur. And again, you know, you're not going to change them automatically, but you can't change them at all until you're aware 
that they exist. Neuroplasticity is something that applies on a day-to-day -day basis. I mean, every day things are happening that we don't even know about in our brain to help us adapt and build new connections between neurons. What you have the chance to do if you really get into this work is be more intentional about it. So you can make the intention of, I am going to let my thoughts help me be better with my nutrition and therefore be better with my running. And it actually, like neuroplasticity actually can be seen on MRI studies. And there are structural and, and functional types of neuroplasticity. I won't get into all of that today. But um, the structural neuroplasticity, it's kind of what we're talking about here. And it's the newer, more exciting part of neuroplasticity because you can actually see structural changes in the brain over time when you do make an effort to reframe thoughts. So it's, it's pretty exciting stuff. Um, and can actually help you run faster and and be stronger. I think that's all we have for today. And um, yeah, we hope you keep listening and um, reach out if you guys have any questions or ideas for podcast topics for us. We'll see you guys in a few weeks. Thanks so much. Thank Bye. you.